You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We are going to jump right in with our grateful moment. Evan, what are you grateful for this week? I'm so grateful that uh, on this past weekend, that uh, my Phillies slapped Phil's Mets, silly. <laughs> and um, also, I mean, Phil, you've caught a lot of L's in City of Philadelphia this year, like a lot of L's. Didn't beat the Sixers one time this Band year. Bandwagon fans. Fan. You didn't beat, um, you got slapped by the Phillies. It kind of reminded me of 07 when we came back to win the division against y'all. You may, you may remember that. Um, Could we, we carry on, please? Then I, I remember... <laughs> um, Brooklyn, Brooklyn didn't play six in the playoffs. Man, what a what a disappointment. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Phil says Evan called you out. What are you grateful for this week? I'm grateful that I am a true baseball fan, which we don't talk too often. And I'm happy my Mets, you know, they need a little something. But I'm really grateful for this is the week where my daughter heads off to college and um, it's a scary, but happy moment. And I'm grateful that, you know, we had time um, despite the positive spin in this whole COVID situation, if there are any, is that we got to spend time, more time as a family. And um, so it won't be as hurtful or hard when she goes away because we actually spend time during this pandemic. So I'm grateful for that. Awesome, awesome, that's great. And Kelvin, what are you grateful for this week? Hey, what's going on, everyone? Um, I'm grateful because uh, I get a chance to come back on with you guys. I missed the show last week, so I'm back with my fam. So it's all good, and I'm grateful for that. Awesome, awesome. And I am grateful for just a lot of things. I'm grateful for life. I'm grateful for my job and my career. Um, it has been so rewarding. It has been officially now, what, 13 months since I've been there. And it has been honestly the best move in my career. Thank you, Jesus. And so I'm just really excited about that. I'm excited about the NFL kind of starting up. We're in preseason right now. Definitely looking forward to this upcoming season. And um, I'm grateful for Kevin Durant, and you'll hear why um, in this show in a moment. And so those are the things that I'm grateful for this week. So let's jump right into our show. And let's talk about, you know, the best player in the NBA, who has been, in my opinion, for the last multiple, multiple seasons, right? Kevin Durant. Now, Guys, know if you haven't heard already, the men's basketball team won gold. Congratulations. I don't think we're too, too surprised, but they won gold. And I remember in the exhibition games, Team USA took a couple of losses and people were outraged. You know, USA men's, they're not as good as they used to be. The world has caught up, you know. Everybody is just as good as, as USA players. And they had a lot of questions surrounding the team. 
they were able to pull it out, led by the one and only Kevin Durant securing his third um, gold medal. Um, and so, guys, how do you feel about this? And why is Kevin Durant just so amazing when it comes to basketball? Well, what I'll say <laughs> is that um, <laughs> I had to give I had to give a dramatic pause, moment of silence uh, for for uh, Team USA winning. But what I would say is that one, it's expected. I mean, you know, it's expected for them to dominate uh, at this level. Um, and there's kind of been a transition too with NBA basketball where the best players are choosing uh, not to play. So it's good to see them win. Uh, at first, I was afraid we were about to have another 0-4 debacle, um, but happy to see Team USA get the gold. Um, man, Kevin Durant is special because there is literally no one like him in the NBA, and there never has been someone like him in the NBA in terms of his guard-like ability, 7-1, a build, uh, explosive, quick, you know, quick move well. Uh, it's funny, I was talking to um, someone who watched Kevin Kevin Durant uh, when he was playing AAU, when he was maybe like, well, no, when he was playing just around D.C. growing up, and they talked about how, you know, when he was maybe 12, 13, he, he, his feet were so big and he was so tall, but he hadn't grown to his body, so he would be running up and down the courts just falling over the place. So it's amazing the dedication he's putting to his craft that's gotten to the point where he is uh, to where he's just a dominant, imposing basketball figure. Well, I like to say, listen, congratulations. Yes, I doubt it. Why I doubt it? Let me tell you the reason why I doubt it. You see, in, when this all started in 1992, and I'm not going to go every timeline, but I'm just going to go through some results. You know the average point of uh, win in the U.S. Olympics results when we went 8-0? 43.8. Right. And let's go 90. Let's go 98. 32.2. That's the goodwill game. The Olympic results was 21.6. And as we go closer and closer, you know, in 2003, the qualified, we averaged 30. 30 points. You know how much we averaged in 2006? I'm not going to count the debacle in 2004. 04, we was literally only two points. But in 2000 and 10, 2012, 32 points, right? And then I could go on and on average and it, it start to narrow. You know, the average market win in this Olympics for us, it was about 10, 12 points. And we won the championship by seven points. So yes, the end result is a W, but the world is slowly catching up. Sir, sir. The world is slowly catching up. Sir. Yes, ma'am. I don't care if the margin was 0 0.05 points. The point is this team led by the best won the gold when people like you were out here saying that they were not going to. I was fearful. How do you lose against Nigeria? You know what Nigeria finished off Olympics? They went 0 and 3. 0 and 3 in Olympics. Right. So you lost to France. You lost to Nigeria. And did you lose to uh, um, Argentina? Not Argentina. They lost to some other team. Right. But overall Olympics, five and one. 
yes, they won. A W is a W by any means necessary. And yes, they was led by Kevin Durant. And I have to give him credit. If he was not on the team, I think we would have got another L. So uh, congratulations to the U.S. team for pulling out. But, yo, we got to tell the A squad, aside from Kevin Durant, but some of our best players need to really, you know, if they can't commit because it's getting closer. It's getting closer. Luca's averaging like 42 <laughs> in the Olympic trial. It's getting closer. Yes, I agree. None of these teams will ever, any other teams other than U.S. team, right, with a bunch of all-stars, will win a championship in the NBA. All the other team would not win. If the U.S. team versus this was regular 72 season, U.S. will cream them, right? But I'm saying that I'm a competitive person, pedal to the metal, let the best go, and we should, I want to average, but we average at least 20 to 40 points a game. That will make me comfortable. Dominance, dominance, dominance. But congratulations, USA. Yes, I doubted you because y'all was playing games, but I'm glad you took it seriously and got this W. Yo, Phil's a Russian. Like, how you, how you, he's talking about, he's talking about like Team USA, like them, them, us, Phil, us, we, we, Phil, we. We, we, I was born in Brooklyn. Yes, we, we. Congratulations to arguably the best player um, in the world, Kevin Durant, in the uh, not so dream team. Arguably. <laughs> arguably. And uh, these guys did a great job. Uh, and, um, you know, I'm proud. I'm proud that they won, man, because, I, um, you know, not not as much as Phil is, uh, you know, his rhetoric is a little bit too much. But, you know, the team, I just feel like they just they haven't been putting up, uh, putting out really good teams. Um, and I feel like the teams, the U.S. just doesn't have the same zeal for, you know, the U.S. The Olympics as the other countries. And that's starting to show, too. Um, but Kevin Durant is special, um, a unicorn. Uh, without him, definitely the team wouldn't have won. But there's a violation out here, y'all. There's a violation that we have to discuss. These dudes, Draymond Green and Kevin Durant, start talking big trash after the game was over. <laughs> like, you got to lose a little bit of respect right there, man. Talk your trash. Before the game ends. During, like, yeah. Yeah. Or, or during, even during. Yeah. Just talk during. But when they just got on uh, afterwards and talk about they thought they was close and the skill is unmatched and nobody touching us. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're supposed to talk that in the beginning. But other than that, man, congratulations <laughs> to them guys. <laughs> well, well, in fairness, in fairness, for, you know, in defense of Kevin Durant, he may have been saying that individually, like him as a skilled player is unmatched, which is a fair statement. I can't defend Draymond Green making a statement like that, <laughs> but then you remember he's the best defender to ever play this game. So maybe it makes sense in that way. Um, so I wanna throw this question out to the guys. I think we had this discussion on a show probably either earlier in the year or last year. Who do you guys think is the best Olympic team we ever had representing the USA? The original dream team, which averaged about 42 points. Um, the defeat towards the opponent. So they averaged, they averaged at least 42 points above, uh, 
the defeat of the, the opponent. So that had to be the best team with Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, you know, Carmel, the original dream team was unmatched. They had their opponents shook. Opponents was asked for autograph and froze. <laughs> they did whatever they wanted to do on the court without, they were, there was nothing rival against that team. So the original dream team to me was the best all time. They took it seriously. They pounded their opponents. Their opponents knew who, who, knew who they were, dreamed about them, and they handled their business. So once again, the original dream team, which averaged the, the results for the Olympics was 43.8. Woo. Nah, nah, nah. I'm going to disagree with my guy, Phil. Um, 92 team was special, of course, but basketball wasn't on the same level in the National League that it is uh, in the, you know, in 20, in 2000s period. And that team in 2012 with LeBron, uh, Kobe, KD, Carmelo, uh, D. Wade, Bosch, Dwight Howard, um, the list goes on. That team was very special. They played against other NBA players. Um, so for the sake of competition and dominating competition, I want to go with that team in 2012. Um, but, you know, Mike, I'm always biased to Mike. That's about it. Um, but as far as competition, like I said, I think I'm going to go with 2012. 32.1. That was Dude, average. how many NBA players did they play against? We gotta be, we gotta kind of be honest too. Like I think the only player they played against was Ku Coach. But I mean, here's like the thing. we gotta, here's, we gotta be honest. No, but here's the thing. Remember, back then, kid, people were pros from 12 years old, right? 12 years old. They, not, not NBA players. Not NBA no, players. They, they didn't a make to, it to the a total old, difference. But they didn't make it difference. overseas. They didn't make it to the NBA because what was the, the what was the stigma against them? They soft, they play more finesse and so forth. So now a lot of people were drafting them. As they came in later on, Ku coach kind of opened the door for them. Africa, no, 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 that's, that's, that's totally not that's totally not true. Argument, so. That international basketball is like Negro League, they just blocked them because they thought they were soft or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, they didn't draft them. A talent argument. Man, I'm telling you, they had players. They were playing. Those overseas kids were playing from 12, 13 professional. And so, yes, they didn't make the NBA, but they were the best of the best of their country. So as professionals, which means nothing. A 14-year-old Michael Jordan? (laughs) No, I'm saying that they played over. So their job was to play professional until they became into an age of over 18. I think you have to be over 18, 19 or 20, something like that to play. So they had longer years of playing professional together as a team cohesive into the winter olympics you know most of these olympics teams they they playing like patty mills and 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 um gasol and all the they played like 15 20 years together they played 10 five years together the u.s team is literally okay end of the season let's go you know let's go and play you know but these guys like 12 13 playing together over and over again so i'm not saying that they're, they're, they're not that the mat the level of I'm not saying that the level of expertise or the, the 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 skill level was equal to the U.S. or became or came ever um, better as it came to 2012. All I'm saying is that they had an opportunity. They were they knew they prepared more better, and they prepared in the sense of they played longer together. So they went against a bunch of guys who just literally they just pulled up to get all stars and play. And and the original um, team kind of showed that hey, we don't need to practice. We're going to come here and do our job. 
All right. And that's why it's, it's from favorite side. It's kind of favorites. I favor that team versus 2012. So it just, that's what I'm saying. That's the argument. Hmm. My humble opinion, which is always correct. Oh, gosh. Okay, Evan, who are you choosing? <laughs> we have the 92 Dream Team and we have the, the very, very good team from 2012. I mean, I think it's between 92 and 2012. And this may be my bias speaking, but I think I'll lean, lean towards 92. Um, you had some really dominant pieces on that team. And, and it's funny, I think, I think Barkley ended up being the, like, the leading guy, leading like the, I don't know, most valuable player or, you know, the guy that was featured on that team. But it's almost like Michael Jordan didn't even take it seriously. I mean, not that he take it seriously, but it wasn't like, he didn't treat it like he treated the NBA Finals. Right. Um, those guys, I mean, Magic, Bird. Now, and granted, these guys are on later stages of their career. Bird, Bird particularly had, having those back issues, but David Robinson was still a force um, on the bench. Um, you had John Stockton, Carmelone. I, I, it would, now I tell you one thing: it would be great if we could pay to watch them play against each other in their peak. Yeah, um, but I think I, I think I give a edge to '92, but I think Kelvin makes a compelling case. Uh, but we can all guarantee that that team uh, would decimate uh, either one of those teams would decimate this last team, and Barkley would have uh, put Jerwin Green in the rim. Yeah, no, I <laughs> I absolutely agree. I think I always give the nod to 92 because of MJ. Like, honestly, MJ could have gone and, and just sat in the middle of the floor, but there was like a frenzy for him, you know, at those games. And I don't know. The, the talent level, I feel, in the 92 team just tipped the scales for me, even though, you know, Kevin Durant was on that, um, 2012 team, but uh, yeah, I really, I, I really, and Kobe LeBron. was up there. LeBron was up there. Um, wait, who else wait. was on that team? <laughs> was Harden on that team too? Carmelo, Carmelo was on there. <laughs> they no, was, was loaded. No, 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 no. The blasphemous. Don't put Harden on that team. Uh, if you, I, Harden, no, I no, Harden wasn't Dar Chris Paul. Dar was Darren Williams there. and Chris Paul was on the team. Darren Williams, yeah. Chris Paul, I well, think it was we Jason say Kidd. Williams. We say Deron Williams. That does. That is a... Wait, wait, wait. Um, James Harden was on the team. Yeah, it's, James Harden and Russell Westbrook were on that team. Oh, they yeah. must not have played. Sure, sure right. <laughs> they didn't play much. Yeah, I, I remember, sure I remember there's an article that came out that Harden and, and Russell couldn't stand Kobe because he was too competitive. Oh, my God. <laughs> So ridiculous. Yeah. Kobe don't play that stuff, man. These young was Ky kids. Was, was Kyrie on that team, or was Kyrie on no. the team? Kyrie was not. Maybe he didn't make the team, but he was on one. Oh, he's like on the team. select. He might be on the select team. He was yeah. on the select team, yeah. Because he was trying. I remember that he was yeah. trying to play Kobe one on one. Tyson yeah. Chandler, Kevin right, Durant, right. LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Deron Williams, Andre Iguodala, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Kevin Love, James Harden, Chris Paul, Anthony Davis, and Carmelo Anthony. Ooh, yeah. I forgot AD was on that team too. Yeah, well, that's, that's a young AD though. That's not yeah. that's not AD now. That's that's young, fragile, bone breaking AD. Yeah, 
Yeah, he was fine. Right, so, so, so now he's old, dominant, and still fragile, though. But <laughs> so I, I mean, just to just to say, I, I don't. It's gonna be hard pressed to find me arguing really against that '92 team because I was I love that team too. Yeah. But um, my argument is only this, um, so I'd make it clear that just because they were playing against better competition, I give them a nod. I'm not saying pound for pound they were the better team. Yeah. Yep. Got you. Got you. That's a good Makes point. Sense. Makes sense. All right. Talking oh, Philip about. Philip is right. I understand. Huh? Philip is right. Thank you. Oh Kevin. my gosh! Lord have mercy. <laughs> help us. Help us today. <laughs> All right, let us talk about NBA free agency. And honestly, the Lakers have taken center stage um, during free agency because they sign just about every single person they can get their hands on. So I'm going to name the notables. I want to know what the guys think about um, these additions and what they do for the Lakers. And um, also, I want to know what the team thinks about Patty Mills joining the Nets and, and what kind of impact potentially will he have on the powerhouse in the East. So the Lakers got Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard made his way back, um, Wayne Ellington, Ariza, uh, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, which is a, that's a very good pickup. Um, so guys, what do you think about these additions, um, to the team? We already discussed Westbrook last week a little bit. Um, and what impact do you think, um, this geriatric team will have in the West? I just want to, I just want to first give a shout out to my guys, man, Wayne Ellington and Kyle Laurie. I know we're not talking about the, uh, the Miami move, but these guys, man, They've been doing it for a long time, and I remember when they was young dudes, and I'm so happy they, they get in the bag right now. So when we do finally get you guys on the show, man, we're going to talk about that. Hope you did with some of that bread. But um, <laughs> as far as the Lakers is concerned, um, I feel like they just basically just got a whole new team. I just didn't see how it was possible. They just basically cut their whole roster and just started adding folks. Um, I do think uh, – they have a, a solid team, but I do think like everybody else, only time will tell because you got a lot of old dudes. Um, you got a lot of guys that can play, but you, I think you lost, you don't have, you're not as athletic um, as you need to be for uh, a sustainable run in the NBA playoffs. So that's the only thing I'm worried about. Of course, they have to be healthy, um, but it was some, it was some really good moves, man. I just think they just have an unfair advantage being in LA uh, because people want to be in L.A., period. So all the free agents, they just take less of a pay cut just to come to L.A. to play. I don't know what it, I haven't been in L.A. as much um, as probably you guys, but L.A. must be that place because they could just say, yo, listen, the Lakers want you. People fly over there. But uh, I feel like the team is going to be pretty good. I can't I, I don't I'm not quick to say championship at all, but I feel like they're going to be uh, a top five team in the West for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, um, it's kind of reminds me a little bit of um, when Houston put Barkley and all the, and, and Clyde and uh, all those guys together, Pippen, all those guys together. Um, but obviously, they uh, it, it, it'd be interesting to see. I think I, I'm interested to see how it all fits. 
I do like I do like bringing on bringing Wayne Ellington in. You know, he's a he's a three point specialist. I'm surprised they try to get a guy like JJ Redick as well. I really think this team is going to really need floor spacing to really operate at its best. Um, but uh, all in all, I I think Denver's going to be still going to be hard to to put out, um, especially when Jamal Murray comes back healthy. Uh, I hope that Michael Porter Jr. Uh, can take a leap this year in the West as a, as a player. Um, and then um, Clippers, uh, while the Clippers didn't get better by adding a bunch of talent, sometimes consistency is a very powerful, powerful tool in the, in the arsenal that helps you, um, where although a team like Lakers are probably more talented, they are young. They don't have as many years together. And, um, you know, you have to ask yourself a question as well with Phoenix, with Chris Paul staying, Bill's continuity, how much better is DeAndre Aiden going to be as a prospect and player over time? Um, obviously, I don't think he will be better than AD, but I do think, you know, his maturation, Devin Booker should come back with a vengeance after this past uh, finals exit. Interesting to see how Phoenix looks. As well, so I think I think this Lakers team, because LeBron is who he is and AD who is who he is, should be able to be a top three team in the West, just on on the fact that LeBron knows how to win. I mean, you're talking about a team really this year that was really a top team that injuries derailed their season. So um, you, I've never seen LeBron underachieve in the regular season. So I would expect to be a top three team, uh, is, statistically. Is a, yeah, he generally waits until the fourth quarter in playoff games to underachieve. But yeah, I'm gonna say the biggest winner of this whole thing is Chris Paul. He's gonna get paid till he's forty. Chris <laughs> Paul, you are the man. Not the Phoenix Suns, no Chris Paul. But as for the Lakers, I like the moves healthy yes but what's the issue is that health man health they gotta get if they, all they need to do is get healthy into the playoffs during the regular season um a lot of people be, is gonna rest so they got a couple of young legs this team looked good on paper but it does remind me of like evan said the houston rockets and it's funny barkley been on a couple of um, super teams. Phoenix was considered a super team. <laughs> so Phoenix was not considered a super team, Phil. What, what are you saying? Yeah, Kevin Johnson, Dan Mer- uh, uh, Marley. Um, no, 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 no. Stop, Phil, stop, Phil. Please that stop, was, Phil, stop. They made to the finals. A super team, team Phil? They were a super team. There's a difference. A super team, you guess a stretch, Phil. Okay, stretch. and they beat everybody. <laughs> okay, they beat everybody in the S and they made to the finals. Okay, but with that team. Okay. Dan Marley, Kevin Johnson, uh, Charles Barkley. And I, okay. Anyway, as is I, dig- I digress. Is he huh? in the Hall of Fame? Is Thunder Dan in the Hall of Fame? Not yet. You know, everybody makes a Hall of Fame. <laughs> NBA. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> There's hope. There's <laughs> possibility. But I was, I, I was sidetracked. So I like what the Lakers did. Everybody wants to go to LA. I visit LA, LA a few times. It is beautiful out there. And reality is a lot of these players live out in LA. They, that's their second home when they have a home there. So it's kind of conducive as, hey, my family's here. I can go back, you know, they work out in LA. So it's, it kind of works out for them. And two, to win a chip, why not? 
you know, nothing wrong with trying to win a chip, especially you could contribute. So these guys will contribute. Are they clear favorites? To me, they, as of now, health-wise, they are clear favorites to make it to the finals for me. Uh, Phoenix, I um, don't see them. They basically stay in pack. Uh, so uh, a year underneath their belt experience should help them. But a healthy Lakers, I don't think they're going to go as far. So, And the Nuggets, I don't trust the Nuggets. This is, you know, they seem to remind me of, yeah, they, in the regular season, they look great playoffs. They didn't fall apart. So um, Mavericks possibility depends who they're going to bring on. And Trailblazers, Damian, little, little, you do what you need to do, but you need to leave. <laughs> Nobody wants to come there, my brother. You are superstar. <laughs> nobody, I'm telling you, nobody. Even your press conference, you was like you're talking to people, and the two free, the two people you got in the trade, you was even thrilled about. So you gotta leave, man. You gotta leave. I'm sorry. I'm not a hater. I just, I just see what it is. But it's up to your decision. You do what's best. You gotta live with your decision. The Warriors are expected to come back with that elite defense from Green. <laughs> Sorry. I can't take you anywhere. Oh, my goodness. I think they'll climb up there, but the Lakers, I think they're the team to beat. Who's going to win the championship? Healthy, the Brooklyn Nets. Not the Sixers. The Knicks should go to the second round. The Hornets are going to be excited in the regular season. But if the Nets are healthy, they're winning. But I still stand pat. The biggest winner of this free agency was Chris Paul. He's going to get paid until he's 40. Hey, yeah. till he's 40. Congratulations. Make that money. Yeah. I think you bring a good, something up, a good point about, about the Warriors, Phil, uh, that you didn't really dig into. Uh, but the Warriors, if you, you know what's good about the, the Warriors dynasty? That team was deep. Yeah. Like, you had Sean Livingston and Andre Godala, who were still starting the NBA, who chose to be role players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, with these young guys they're bringing in, if they can bring them along quickly, um, and you know, um, some of the guys that have are looking good in summer league, but summer league, yeah. But I mean, they're bringing in NBA players. Um, they could be dangerous if Clay doesn't, you know, mess up his his ACL again. Um, and I think Steph, after losing in that in that um, playing two times mm-hmm. may come back with the vengeance this year. So the Warriors are yeah. a team I forgot to mention. I think that could be very dangerous, uh, particularly with their depth that they will have with these lottery talent, with his lottery talent. And hopefully James Wiseman develops. I agree. I think Steph might even win MVP next season. I don't know why I feel that way, but I feel like NBA love it him. might happen. The NBA loves him. Um, so no one mentioned y'all overlooked my first question and I don't appreciate that. How do you guys, what do you think Patty Mills is going to do for the Nets? My bad, my Nigerian brother say, um, (laughs) we know how to shut Patty Mills butt down. Yeah. So I think, (laughs) but but as as a role player, Patty Mills is going to be a dangerous role player because let's be honest, Joe Harris cannot be trusted um, in the playoffs. No. Um, and the sad thing is, like, you expect someone like Joe Harris to be trusted when you have Kyrie, James Harden, and KD. All you got to do is make your open shots. Uh, but Patty Mills, you know, he's, he's a Popovich guy. He's a, a consummate pro. Uh, he's going to hit the shots. Um, it reminds me a little bit, maybe like a D Fish, Derek Fisher on that team, just a nice little spot up shooter. Mm. Um, yeah. 
but uh, obviously just a good pro. So uh, I, I, I like uh, Patty Mills. Oh, I also say I think that the Philadelphia 76ers were the big losers in free agency. Uh, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> with um, with uh, ben Andre Simmons. Drummond? No, I just, I, Phil, Andre Drummond's a great pickup for a backup center. Like, what are you he talking is. about? Nah, he is. Nah, he is. Um, I don't want Andre Drummond and Neon. I, I like that he's a, he's stretch stretch he's a stretch four, uh, but with Ben Simmons, who's a stretch four? George Neon. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but with Ben Simmons, um, and him, you know, wanting to to have being out, it's, it's going to hurt, and it's gonna be hard to find a player uh, to bring in. So you know. I think the Sixers are big losers, but I, I still, part of me thinks he still will probably be back because, you know, Daryl Moore is not going to be bullied into making a bad trade. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, Patty Mills, one thing I would love to see, man, I would I would kind of pay to see this. Patty Mills versus Kyrie in practice. Me too. Oh, my gosh, that is going to get real because Kyrie ain't the best defender. And Patty Mills is not coming second fiddle, even though he is, but he's not coming second fiddle as far as his personality and the way he brings it each and every day. So those practices, man, are going to, I mean, I feel like Kyrie's going to become a better defender uh, chasing that dude with his quickness um, throughout the season. Hopefully he don't get hurt. But yeah, Patty Mills is an awesome pickup. Um, like I was saying before, whether if it's New York or if it's LA or if it's uh, Miami, they can always get some steals, man, as far as free agency. Yeah. So um, it was a great it was a great pickup, man. Shout out to Patty Mills. He kept coming off that 40-point game for the bronze medal, 42. I think. Yeah, that's – that's. I mean, that was major, man. The guy could always play, man. He finally got his country. He has he has a lot of compassion when he plays. He's a passionate player. Um, and I meant – y'all know what I meant. <laughs> He's a passionate player when he, mm-hmm. when he plays. Um, and over the years, man, I just – been a I've been respecting his game more and more. So Brooklyn, man, I don't know how they keep doing it, but they keep doing it, man. And uh yeah, I think they're the front runners. Uh only haters is the city way. Yeah, yeah. I think Pat Patty been good, man. And 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 I'm like, I'm surprised more people wasn't talking about this. Like you're talking about a potentially healthy big three. I mean even though Kyrie is in there, so who knows? But you're you're talking about a potential healthy two and a half, and and Patty Mills. You know, I man, I like those odds any day of the week. I'm I'm really really excited um, to see what he brings next season. Um, talking about big three, uh, there was a little bit of a comparison going on last week about. The Lakers' big three, the Nets' big three, um, AD, LeBron, and Westbrook versus KD, Kyrie, and Harden. And so, you know, just really quickly, who is the better big three for you guys? No, Dion, we talking about currently or in a prime? Currently, right now, <laughs> oh, oh, right oh, now. Oh. Okay, so if it was right now, the best big three right now is literally is the nets they have scoring scoring <laughs> scoring i'll give a slight defense if lebron decide to play and uh, and ad because kd does play defense they underrate his defense kd does he gets dunked on because he tried to test shots 
Is he a better well, defender than uh, LeBron James? No, but no, no, but no, he's not. But you have to understand. But he can defend. But based upon how the team is set up and how the NBA rules are, are going, and we have to see also how the the non-contact fouls are being called this year. Right now, I'm going to still say, hey, the Nets are better, right? So I want to see how this rule affect um, James Harden and how much points will he score. Because remember, on the one side, we have two, we have one NBA final on one side, both match off, two MVPs on one side. Nets have two former MVPs, correct? Um, okay. A triple-double is on the um, on the Lakers. And um, who has the most championship? It would have to be, actually, Westbrook doesn't have the so offset. LeBron. So, yeah, LeBron has four. KD has three, right? Two or two. Two. No, Harry two. Has K- two. KD has two. LeBron yeah. has four with yeah. six losses. We <laughs> And KD only have one loss in the NBA final. Two. NBA Finals, too, with them with OKC, and then when he was injured in one leg, he, he was killing Toronto. Literally, his leg gave out his ACL. That's the only reason they lost. So I don't really count that against him. So, but I'm still going to say, hey, the Nets. And they have a year on their belt of experience. So, the Nets. Do you guys think Westbrook is a better point guard than Kyrie? No, no, no. <laughs> No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I say that. Um, <clears throat> I don't really think either one of them really uh, true point guards anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. So if I had to pick somebody, I think I'll pick Kyrie. Uh, I just don't know how that LA uh, big three is going to work. I mean, it's just poor shooting from, you know, all three of those, those players, they, they, none of them really shoot the ball at a high level. So if you just want to talk about pure skills, it's not even close. But when you do the overall, you talk about cerebral, offensive, and defense, um, then I definitely think um, it's more comparable, but I would get a nod to the Nets. I'd, I'd also say something interesting, and it goes along with Kyrie said. Um, the Nets have three closers. Um, the Lakers have one. That's LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Nets have and, two closers. Nets have two closers. So you don't, you don't think Harden or Kyrie's are closer? No, he don't think Harden's a closer. There we go. I I've seen Kyrie close on a highest stage against the Warriors. I've seen LeBron close uh, throughout his career. Uh, James, nah, uh, nah. Sorry, I think they just got two. We talking about closer. What are we talking about here? I'm saying. Someone who can bring you back at the end and win you a game. I'm not talking about meaningful game. I never seen my man want to do do that in meaningful games. So I right, seen him do it. I seen I've seen him do it maybe in regular season games, but I never seen him do it in meaningful games. So until he does that, then I'm not calling you a closer. Yeah, okay. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. That's but fair. I think a real issue still boils down with LA. LeBron is going to have to be the guy to get the last shot. But LeBron is, yes, he's a closer. But if it's a one-point game, I am concerned on the Lakers' side of the ball. Not to say LeBron can't do it, but you know he will have some issues down the line because sometimes he over-dribbles, sometimes he overpasses, and things of that nature. 
Uh, so there's definitely, in terms of a tight game, it's definitely the, the Nets. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would love to see a Russell Westbrook KD finals. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. And yeah. you know what? I think the NBA is going to make it happen some way, somehow. Um, so we shall see. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady A and D, some dudes. Until next time.